0: Hey, we're going to find unicorn condoms. Amazon. We're going to find the Colorado Avalanche baseball hat. Amazon. We're going to find Super Bad on Laserdisc. Amazon. Go to D2RPN.com and click the Amazon banner. I'm fucking McLovin'
1: it.
3: Harvey Weinstein was the king of
4: Hollywood. A mogul with 81 Oscars to his name. The Harvey I knew was brilliant. I mean, truly a brilliant man.
3: He ran this town, he was the guy. But we'll show you what actually happened behind his locked office door.
5: The game was about power. It was about making you capitulate, making you give in. Forcing seduction
3: on you. And speak to those who say they paid an awful price for being in Weinstein's world. He ruined lives, he crushed dreams. I still am scared of him. He is a master predator. Now, Hollywood's dirty secret is out in the open.
4: We knew everybody knew everybody knew.
6: and the reckoning isn't over it's important for other men to know you want to act this way then you're going to lose everything
3: mr weinstein hannah thomas peter from sky news i wonder could you tell me do you believe all of those women are lying do you believe they're lying sir Thank you very much. Are you ashamed? Any messages for the women? Harvey Weinstein has refused all of our requests for an interview, so we tracked him down on the street. He still wouldn't talk, but the women who say he altered their lives forever will. To try and understand what happened, we listened to stories like Rose McGowan's, who was one of the first celebrities to accuse him of sexual assault. It was 1997 and she was at the Sundance Film Festival, already a star in the making. Weinstein invited her to his
7: hotel room where, she says, he raped her. Skilled predators take a lion. They look for the weakest one in the pack, don't they? The one without the protection. Because there were actresses he didn't target because they had better representation or better people around them. Or there was something they didn't have that crack, maybe. But. He targeted an awful lot. And like a super predator, you know, with night vision goggles on, he he saw what he needed to see, and he did what he needed to do. His whole world was set up to rape, to consume, to eat people's lives. He's a dastardly human.
8: I'd heard of the casting couch. I thought maybe that was like a rite of passage. And I felt like... If this is how other people make it. Like, it's really depressing and against everything that I believe in. But when you're in a more vulnerable position, you really don't have a choice, is what I felt happened. That he kind of made it seem like this was the only way that he would, and it's the only way that he would ever do it for anyone else. I felt like I said no, and he didn't even acknowledge it. I felt like I had to do it. So how is he about it? He was calm and collected. This was his, like, MO. He had a system to bring, lure them up, ask for the massage, come out in the towel robe. Um, He was, just acted like it was normal.
3: Give Weinstein what he wanted or forfeit a dream. That's the choice Dawn Dunning says she had to make too. She's a costume designer now but back in 2003 she was a young actress looking for her big break. She met Weinstein while she was working in a nightclub and he said he could help. After several screen tests she went to what she thought was a business meeting in a hotel suite.
9: When I got there he opened the door and he was in um, an open robe. On the coffee table he had three small stacks of paper. And he said, these are contracts for my next three films. I will sign them today. But I want you to have a threesome with me and my assistant. I laughed. I thought he was joking. And um, when I started laughing, he got angry. And that's when I got scared. Um, He started yelling at me and um, he said you'll never make it in this business this is how this industry works this is how um, he named three actresses this is how they got to where they are Um, he went on and then at that point I the door was pretty close behind me and I just turned and went for the door. I could still hear him yelling.
3: The more powerful he got, the more blatant the alleged behavior. It was an open secret in Hollywood. But even those who exercised caution say they were targets. Like Louisette Geis, who was invited to pitch a script at the Sundance Festival.
6: He said, well, why don't we reconvene in my office? Well, they turned... Uh, hotel rooms into offices when you're at these festivals that's just the norm but I still felt a little hesitant obviously Um, I knew that this was a huge opportunity and I didn't want to give that opportunity up but at the same time um, I looked at him in the eye and I said there's a camera right there so I'll go up to your office and meet with you but you're not allowed to touch me and I said you have to shake my hand
3: inside the room Louisette
6: says things changed He pulled me to his bathroom, and we both stood in front of the mirror. And he's like, just watch me. Uh, He wanted me to watch him masturbate. And finally, I just ripped my arm away, and he followed me out of the room saying, you know, look, I can give you a three-picture deal. I can greenlight your film. Like, this is ridiculous. This is all you have to do. Everybody does it. You know, there's lots of other women who have done this. Personally, I think he enjoyed the switch which is then he comes out, he's naked, it's a whole different tone, it's the energy's different, it's much more aggressive and angry, and and he watches us, you know, like almost like the prey, like, okay, now what are you gonna do? I think he loved the power struggle. I think he loved to watch in our faces the fear. That's what I, I truly believe.
3: But in this case, the legal argument was- Weinstein apparently cast his net wide. Lauren Sevan was a young reporter when she met him at a dinner party in a restaurant he part-owned. He offered her a tour of the kitchen, and she followed him. I realized
10: that, uh, this was a bad situation, and I said, "I'm going to go back upstairs." I, you know, I saw the kitchen; I'm good. He leaned in to kiss me, and I, I said, "I'm so sorry if I <laughs> if I gave you the wrong impression, but I'm not. I'm not interested. I'm, I'm dating someone. You know, I'm, I'm going to go back upstairs." And, and and at that point, he got kind of irritated and he asked me um just just stand there and be quiet and i i was a little shocked to hear that because his tone changed dramatically but he blocked my exit um and i thought to myself what is he gonna do and that's when he just started masturbating in front of me and i just stood there kind of frozen I was 27, 28 when I had this encounter with him and I just remember feeling stupid, feeling really dumb, standing there and watching this man, you know, do what he was doing and thinking to myself, how could I be so dumb? How could I think that he was really interested in me and what I had to say about news and history and world politics? He had a plan. He knew exactly where, how to get me down there and just the the callousness of it. like just stand there and be quiet then because this is going to happen whether you participate or not. Um
3: that was that struck me as something that he's done before. Sarah Ann Mass went to Weinstein's home to be interviewed for a job as his children's nanny. There she
11: says, he assaulted her. I had sort of been warned by his assistants ahead of time that you know he was, you know, he's a Hollywood guy. You know they're kind of different, but never I never translated that to mean that he was going to, you know, sexually assault me. During the whole incident, it was just shock and fear and discomfort because, it, you know, you're in a professional environment. It's certainly not something you're expecting. And he also had a huge anger outburst in his children. And so it was just like a very terrifying experience for me. And I remember really distinctly driving there. I remember the road I took and the exit and everything. And then I don't remember getting home. I constantly felt trapped.
12: He cornered me over and over again.
3: Every woman we talked to described the same feeling of being caught in Weinstein's web. Entrepreneur Melissa
12: Thompson says he raped her after a business meeting. I never had a choice, like it's Harvey's choice. And it's like Harvey is a uh, playing cards with a stacked deck. Uh, uh, The outcomes are fixed. The women lose. I felt like, who would care that I, if I said anything?
3: There is still a profound sense of loss over what might have been. Louise Godbold was a young woman when she had her own experience with Weinstein. Now she's a trauma specialist, a choice shaped by what happened to her.
7: Many of us are mourning the careers that we
12: could have had. I think that's the number one thing that's being mourned.
3: There are very many women who are saying that their careers could have been
9: so much more illustrious had Harvey not set about destroying them. When you have someone who is the most powerful man in Hollywood telling you, this is how it works, I believe them, you know, like that, you know, was coming from the horse's mouth. I was like, okay, this is, you know, not going to work for me
6: because I'm not willing, I mean, to go that far for it, you know? When you're kind of almost hunted and treated like a piece of meat, uh, that does something to you. No woman at any stage of her life should be told that you have to do a sexual act in order to have a career. I'm sorry, but it's pretty basic.
3: Harvey Weinstein has always maintained that any sexual encounters were consensual. But his accusers say he preyed on vulnerable young women, unchecked, for nearly three decades. They want to know how and why it continued for so long. There are lots of reasons why no one stood up to Harvey Weinstein. One of them is that well before he was famous, he was known as a bully. In the summer of 1980, Paula Wachowiak worked for Weinstein on his first film. It was a horror called The Burning. Paula was to become one of the earliest alleged victims of Weinstein's inappropriate behavior.
12: I didn't realize how upset I was until I got outside the door and I kind of started
5: shaking and I broke down and started crying.
12: Later on set, Paula says Weinstein
3: tracked her down to gloat about exposing himself. He
12: walked up behind me and said, So was it the high point of your internship to see me naked? And I just said, No, Harvey, frankly, you disgust me. And um, he laughed and he went, he had no other reason to be there except to torment me.
3: Former employees say it only got worse from there. Harvey and his brother Bob moved to New York City to run their film company, Miramax.
13: They were cruel, both of them. Uh, Harvey in particular, but but Bob was right there uh, with him.
3: Mark Lipsky was the head of marketing.
13: They couldn't help themselves. Every girl in the office cried. I don't know what the expense budget was for flowers, but. Lots of money was spent on, uh, you know, next day apologies and um, uh, begging forgiveness. I think a lot of people who worked for them felt stuck.
3: Why don't you think anybody stopped
13: him? He's a big, scary guy. The people surrounding. Uh, both of them, but Harvey in particular, were completely dependent on on him and on the company for their careers. Um, And there were scary guys.
3: But it wasn't just about fear. Weinstein
5: was a force of nature, and
3: people were drawn to him.
5: We all struggled trying to follow social norms around him, and he unfooted us all and... Um, He was a very charismatic, confusing, powerful, frightening, exciting, um, fun, too, person to be around. And, you know, he played with all those emotions with you all the time. So you were always in a sort of state of slight confusion and survival with him. He knew how humans worked. That's what made him such a great storyteller, such a great producer.
2: The thing with abusive relationships is that people keep coming back to them or rationalizing the behavior. That definitely happened. Uh, the thing was that there was such... It's almost unfair to talk about the bad behavior without talking about the the bits of glamour and the excitement and working with all the creative people that you, that you were surrounded with. The circles he ran in were were extraordinary. Okay, you step into the room. <laughs> Madonna says, this is Jean-Paul Gaultier, and these, these guys, they're Depeche Mode. There was something sort of very heady about the atmosphere, so it was like the... You would give up some of your own humility to s- stick in the job or to stay in the kind of life.
1: This guy needs okay, if we Nice to see you.
2: Um, Harvey could be uh, explosive.
4: He could be... Uh, uh, the way he would verbally attack people that worked for him was was vicious it was really awful. I mean he would reduce people to tears um, but it always seemed in service of what he wanted best for a particular film or a particular project. So in a way in my mind I excused it I said well he's just that passionate about you know, what he wants for th- for this movie
3: Michael Apostolina was head of creative affairs at Miramax in the late 80s
4: and early 90s I guess there was enough that was so extraordinary and that you were learning so much and that, you know, you would work on something and in the next month it would be in theaters nationwide and there would be Oscar talk <laughs> You know, so the horrible part seemed not okay, but I guess this is the price, you know, that you have to pay.
3: Things moved at breakneck speed. For Bob Weinstein's assistant, Kathy DeClesis, there was little time to think clearly about what might have been happening. We were distributing what 16 18 films
14: a year it was insane what was going on there i remember working probably 80 90 hours a week consistently so you would see something out of the corner of your eye when you're running down a hallway like harvey flirting with a new blonde receptionist out at the front and you're like okay so he's just being a weasel you know cheating on his wife But never did I ever think that there was more than that going on. He
3: was just being kind of lecherous, you know? In 1990, a serious incident revealed things were apparently much worse than that. But still, Weinstein remained untouchable.
4: A lawsuit was delivered to the office. It was disseminated verbally about what the contents of this lawsuit were, which was that he had attacked, sexually attacked, or molested uh, an, an intern. And it, it all made sense, because this this uh, young woman, she'd worked there for a while. She was very, very young, very eager. And one day, just poof, she vanished.
14: I opened this one envelope and from an attorney's office, and this was a very different kind of a letter. All I saw was red. I was completely, not only disgusted, and furious
4: everybody started talking about it and more started coming out uh, uh, another employee who I can't name pulled me aside at one point and said boy on this lawsuit on this one he's really gonna have to pay a lot this time and I was like you know this time so we knew everybody knew everybody
3: knew. even with the allegation as common knowledge nothing happened to Harvey Weinstein Bob Weinstein says that he cannot recall the incident and has always insisted that he didn't know about the extent of his brother's alleged harassment and assault of women. Do you think that Bob knew what his brother might have been doing behind closed doors?
14: Well, he certainly knew when I handed him the letter that came from the law office. Harvey got a letter, Bob got a letter. Bob knew, of course he knew. Of course you know. How do you not know? He was involved in the settlement for his brother. After an argument, Kathy left. I said,
3: you know what? I quit, and your brother is a fucking pig. People might listen to these stories and say, you had a responsibility to I d- do something.
4: I did. I did. And, and then, you didn't. And I didn't. Why not? That's a difficult question to answer. Um, I want to fall back on, I was in my early 20s and it was naivete, um, but that's not really an excuse. It's not that we didn't have a concept of sexual harassment, but we just, we didn't know what to do with it. This is terrible, but this is what I did. It it seemed shrug offable you
1: know. I don't feel comfortable. I mean don't
4: have a thing with me before. Please, I'm not gonna do anything I swear my children. Please
13: come in. I'm everything I'm a famous guy.
3: Even those who didn't shrug it off were thwarted. Model Ambra Batalana Gutierrez went as far as wearing a wire for the NYPD after she reported that Weinstein groped her.
2: I'm feeling very uncomfortable
13: please right now. Please come in now, and one minute, and if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, oh, yes, you can sir,
1: you touched my breast?
2: No,
13: please, I'm sorry, just come on, I'm used to that. Come on. Are you used Freeze. to that? Yes, come in.
1: Here's no, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come
3: on, sit
1: here.
3: But the Manhattan District Attorney's Office said the tape wasn't enough to prove a crime and declined to press charges. Others were quietly discouraged, for making a fuss.
6: I was told that if I said anything that, you know, he's got a team of lawyers and um, you don't want to do that because they'll take me down um, and nobody's going to believe you.
3: Weinstein's assistant, Zelda Perkins, tried to take him on in the courts. After a colleague reported an attack, she spoke up
5: and was silenced. He had done something really heinous and it was I felt it was partly my responsibility because I had left this girl with him um, to do her job and um, so it was my responsibility to make sure that this was stopped and that this couldn't happen again uh, and I presumed that the law would back me up on that. Instead, Weinstein's legal team swung into action
3: and like others, Zelda found herself signing a restrictive non-disclosure agreement.
5: It was made very clear to me right from the start, from my own representation, that I was on a losing ticket. And the power disparity was was too large. And who was gonna listen to us? Harvey behaved the way he behaved because he could. He could pay to shut everything down. He had the power to tell everybody what to do. He was above the law.
3: Oh, there have been many reports about what Harvey Weinstein did, but now we can show you an example of how he behaved behind closed doors. How's your day? How's your day? The world watched as Weinstein walked the red carpets. Little evidence of his alleged behaviour beyond rumour and gossip. Melissa Thompson changed that by trusting us to tell her story, one she's kept secret for seven years, hoping it would reveal Weinstein's almost masterful ability to abuse his power. It's September 2011, and 28-year-old Melissa is in the Weinstein Company offices in New York City. She's here to pitch her tech startup company's new video platform, and as part of the demo, she's recording the meeting. She's expecting to see the marketing team, but Weinstein arrives alone, asks staff for privacy, and locks the door. Thank you. Thank you. Melissa says that a few hours after this, he raped her. I'm
1: going to I'm going to All right. hello,
13: Melissa
1: Thompson. Oh, Morning.
12: How's your day? How's your day? I was thinking, okay, he's hugging me. What, what do I do now? I was sensing I have to be a little bit more vigilant of this situation than I originally thought. It is so painful to watch back for multiple reasons because I look at myself and I had no idea what was going on.
3: Melissa and Weinstein have met briefly once before. But this is their first formal encounter. So, Um, we'll
12: see. A little bit. A little, bit,
13: not much, a little right? bit, Okay, then, all right, then I won't. So, um, what do you want?
12: No, it's okay. So, I have your you're hand in so many things, and you do so many things, so I have a lot to tell you. Every time that he towed the line of being inappropriate enough where I may have said something, he could sense it, and he pulled he, he pulled back and he changed the dynamic again.
13: Let's say I wanted to show a trailer, you know, yeah. my movie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, okay. I have the Marilyn Monroe movie.
12: So let's talk about Marilyn Monroe movie. People who would be interested in that movie, who would be interested in that movie? It's fun to do
1: this. Okay, so But I'm
12: actually conversation. Good, we can do both. Okay, so would it be... What's target demographic? Okay, so we're going to buy space we're going to buy ad space on vogue.com do you think you might have encouraged him i don't think i purposely encouraged him at first i tried to you know volley a little bit with him you know if he would make a comment i would try to catch it and return it in a way that felt it's a little safer than the way he threw it at me okay, so now i see so he's trying try to in any way you can move me into that zone of comfortable than uncomfortable and confused and vulnerable, and recognizing that he's powerful and I'm not, and that I need this deal from him, and he's gonna, he has the power to give it to me. We can have like to win uh, two VIP passes to the premiere in New York, and they have to like it. So now you're generating all these likes in your
13: Facebook page. Wow. Okay, I mean, I'm gonna use your service on Marilyn Good. And then, you know, you can sign me up and tell sure. your boss.
12: And so, he's going from almost pulling a trigger on using this platform to then he put his hand up under the table, up my dress. I was trying to save face a bit. At first, I was trying to kind of manage the situation. There was a combination of confidence and, and naivety. Um, that led me to you know this dynamic that we see now data's so hot right (laughs) what's that data's so hot
1: it is hot (laughs) a little bit
12: a little bit a little bit a little bit so another thing I was thinking is um Sarah I don't know how much you end involved, but the Sarah just the part of the movie with Skyrocket? Are Skyrocket? Um, some kind of app thing. I don't know. Never no, mind. No. It's like a buy the look where they wanted to, in the trailer, they wanted people to be able to buy her clothing. So they partnered with Outlook and whatever. It's fly. not me. Okay, whatever. I can do that too. I tried to keep it on script in terms of pitching him the product, but... He I, was still
3: I, touching you on the shoulder.
12: He was still touching was me, me on the running shoulder. Through your
3: head as that's happening?
12: I, I, what do I do? How how did I get myself here? I lost my train of thought, and I was trying so hard to to gain back my own mental footing. At some point, his his whole affect changed, and and he looked like a predator. He his his eyes became dark. I was reeling over the 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 dynamic he created and was controlling, and I, I couldn't understand how to counterbalance him and the answer is it wasn't possible but at the time I I didn't know that and I was sort of struggling with with it what would you say
3: to someone who might watch that and say well Melissa was flirting with him
12: is that what you see when you watch it it was more tricky than I think it's possible to judge from looking at it I worked on Wall Street before I went to business school and I worked in an environment that was heavily male dominated I thought I could handle it I had never met any one that I couldn't handle until Harvey Weinstein. When you go to the kitchen, you adjust the angle of
3: the computer. I did. Why?
12: I knew that I was losing the ability to control the situation and keep it professional, so I had... I that fight or flight mode and I was scared of him.
4: Um.
3: Yeah,
13: You're um, to edit a movie. What was that? i You gotta go edit a movie, but I'll meet you somewhere. I'll meet you for a drink. Okay. Uh, I'm fine. It's 334. I'll just win the. Uh, 333 Trabeca Gram.
12: Were you
3: under the impression that that meeting was to close the deal, potentially?
12: Yes, so it wasn't at 10 p.m., it wasn't an invitation to come to his hotel room, it was invitation to a hotel lobby that was within blocks of the office. And so that to me felt much safer than being alone with him in his office. You walked in with a brisk stride and found me in the lobby, didn't even sit down, And I had ordered a a Diet Coke, and he threw cash on the table. And he said, hey, we're going going this way. We get into the elevator, and before I know it, he opens the door and closes it and locks it. And I look around. I said, I'm in Harvey Weinstein's hotel room. How, How did I get myself here? And that was probably the wrong question to ask myself. How did I get myself here? But that's what I was doing the entire time. It's difficult to explain, but its uh, he is a master predator. Weinstein denies
3: all accusations of rape. His lawyer at the time, Benjamin Brathman, told us that there was no evidence of anything forceful in the video, only casual, awkward flirting from both parties. He also said that it was produced by Melissa to help her case in a civil lawsuit seeking money. For Melissa, and many of the other accusers, this video doesn't just reveal bad behavior behind a locked door. It's also evidence of what they refer to as the Weinstein Complicity Machine, a system designed to serve up young women and look the other way.
12: They put money over morals and I want my daughter to grow up in a world where decisions are made driven by a sense of humanity and compassion and people are held accountable because it's no it's no longer just it's not just Harvey Weinstein it's it's many people who could have could have done something and
1: didn't
6: i feel incredibly angry that Harvey harmed so many women and that so many people supported his behavior. I think that's been the hardest thing to recognize is that we were all duped, but duped by groups of people.
11: The only way someone like Harvey Weinstein gets away with what he did for so long to so many people is because there are people facilitating it around him. It's not just people looking the other way, it's people making it happen.
8: I think it was about business. They prioritized business over his behavior, being very immoral, unethical. It was all about winning the Oscars. And the Oscars kept
3: coming until something unexpected brought down the King of Hollywood. By 2017, the Weinstein Company was a juggernaut worth millions. Harvey Weinstein was part of the network of the ultra-famous, uber-wealthy, and mega-powerful.
13: I will be embarrassing many superstars tonight, as usual, and I'm probably in a rare position to be able to get away with it, because unfortunately, what can they do about it?
3: <laughs> but then, something extraordinary happened. A small group of women... Published their stories that included Rose McGowan
7: who had finally decided it was time I've been plotting and planning and playing my own game of chess because culturally we weren't there you know we were not there and I knew if I had just come out on some story, some little story I would have been crushed they were they painted me as if I was erratic and crazy for years and it would just go into their playbook so I had to wait and I had to bide my time
3: Zelda Perkins
5: broke free of her non-disclosure agreement. I realized there must be lots of other people in my position and that it was really important to show that if I broke the agreement, the earth wouldn't open up and swallow me and that it would give other people the courage to come forward and that we could just get this over and done with and expose him properly and send him down. They got their timing
3: right. Some of the most famous names in Hollywood came forward alongside dozens of others.
6: It was one thing that the article came out and I thought, okay, well, great. They got him, if you will. It was right after that he said, oh, it's such a good story. I want to buy the movie rights. It was such a condescending, disrespectful comment that I knew I had to do something. And he was threatening to sue the New York Times. And I thought, oh, absolutely not. I mean, I'll put my face out there.
10: I had no intention of saying anything publicly because honestly, who am I? I'm not, you know, a major film star, but I knew those women were telling the truth. And I, I, I I couldn't believe how brave they were for coming out against him. And so when a reporter called me and said that he had heard that something had happened to me in the past, I said,
12: yeah, oh, I'll tell you everything. I'm telling the truth and I did nothing wrong. And I had to kind of repeat that to myself to give myself the courage to just Put something that was very private and very traumatizing out there. I didn't imagine the story to be as big as it was. I really
10: didn't. I thought that it would be out there and he would deny it and probably pay people to keep quiet about it and pay to make it go away. I mean, that's what he's always done. Um, But I, I felt like at least I would feel like I did my part. But the story didn't go away because all of a sudden, all of these women started coming out of the woodwork. Like it was an avalanche of accusations against him, more than he could keep track of or try and keep quiet.
3: And then I realized, wow, this this is really happening. The house of cards came tumbling down with astonishing speed.
1: I i tried my
3: best. Thank you, ma'am. Harvey Weinstein's second wife left him. He was sacked from his own company, and he checked into a rehab clinic for sex addiction.
13: I'm not doing okay. Not. I'm trying. I've got to get help, guys. You know what? We all make mistakes. Second chance, I hope.
1: Okay? No problem. Thanks,
7: guys.
1: Thank you.
3: But from the ashes of his entertainment empire rose the Me Too movement, and with it,
7: a global reckoning on consent and the abuse of power. I can't say that I anticipated the global aspect of it, but I was hoping that it would show people everywhere that they could topple a power structure, that it would have a big domino effect. I have been silenced for 20 years. I have been slut shamed. I have been harassed. Would you call what has been sparked a revolution? I think it's completely revolutionary. I can't remember the last time there was one, other than, you know, there's the civil rights movement, there's the gay rights movement. We needed a revolution, we needed a reset. Women have played nice for a real long time.
9: I didn't suspect it was getting women very far. The thing that puts it in perspective for me is that so many men, they're saying, do we just live in fear or, you know, feel uncomfortable or question how we're acting all the time? and It's like women have been doing that all of their lives. And, you know, welcome to our world. The movement grew.
3: Some feeling its power, others testing its limits. Me too, touching every part of society.
6: It's got to stop. I mean, it's really mind-blowing that women are treated this way. and, And that we have all been told we have to just put up with it. It's just the way it is. Well, guess what? It ain't that way anymore. Harvey Weinstein. Okay, here we go.
3: In May 2018, Harvey Weinstein was arrested and appeared in court charged with sex crimes.
5: This defendant used
12: his position, money, and power to lure young women into situations where he was able to violate them sexually. Our investigation is ongoing,
1: and we have encouraged other survivors to come
9: forward. Seeing him in handcuffs, like, made me cry. I never thought I would see the day, um, you know, that he would be in handcuffs. Like, it was amazing.
10: I hope he's convicted. I hope this is a man who who ruined lives. I mean, he ruined lives. He, he crushed dreams. He really destroyed um, so many women. I mean, he ran this town. He was the guy. If you wanted to be in a film, and if you wanted to be in good, award-winning films, he was the only one to go to. So uh,
6: I hope he pays for that. It's important for other men to know you want to act this way, then you're going to lose everything and you should lose everything because you have crushed, and I mean crushed, a lot of women.
3: The moment left some of Weinstein's former colleagues reflecting on the end of an era they were once so proud of.
2: Instead of it being like, oh, you were at the, you know, the top indie shop that changed, changed the film business in the 90s, it's, it's now like, oh, you work for Harvey Weinstein. He sounds like a real pig.
13: It leaves such a bad taste in your mouth. I just, I, I don't want to relive it. It's truly horrifying uh, what he's done. And um, he deserves everything he gets.
4: It's like having somebody retroactively pull the rug out from under your 20s and saying it, it didn't really matter. It was all just awful. You know, I, when people in my life found out that I used to work for Miramax, they were impressed. And I was proud of that. Um, and now I used to work at a New York based film company. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it if I'm not asked. Cause it's, 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 I'm ashamed of it. I should be ashamed of it.
3: The impulse to worship Weinstein rather than challenge him may have had consequences on a jaw-dropping scale. Dozens of women have joined forces to sue him, and their lawyer believes there could be many more. How many women do you think Harvey Weinstein may have targeted? I think we're talking about hundreds.
10: I think it could be near a thousand. I, I think that, based on what we know and what has already been made public, at least 150 women have come forward in some way. On top of that, we have employees who said that there were women in his office three times a week where he, where they would have to go in and clean up after him, knowing that he had just done something and ejaculated. So if you're talking about three times a week, at least for all the number of years that he's been in power at Miramax and the Weinstein Company, that, that's a lot of women.
3: There are questions about how much really has
7: shifted. Do you think there are other Harvey Weinsteins out there in Hollywood? I know for a fact there are other Harvey Weinsteins in Hollywood right now. I can name 20 people off the top of my head right now. It's Hollywood. They think um, if they get the ugly guy gone, then they can return to their, like, perfect-looking world and still continue as they continue. You know, they think that basically it's like a red herring for the world. Look, see, we got rid of him. They didn't get rid of him. They didn't do anything uh, of the kind. They gave him new deals and saved his business over and over.
3: Many of the accusers believe that lasting change will only come if there is victory in the courts. Not just against Weinstein himself, but the businesses
11: and people they believe protected him. And so if we can send the message to these companies and these people who run these companies and set a precedent that protecting predators actually costs you more money than dealing with them and doing the right thing, then maybe things will start to change.
12: We need to start holding people accountable for witnessing abuses of power and not uh, stopping it, not saying something, not intervening. Had People been more vocal and not said, yeah, that's Harvey, or yeah, we have to live with that. You don't. We don't have to live with things that are illegal and abusive, and and we don't have to. We don't have to live with being raped when we think we're going to a business meeting. The
5: environment has to be changed you know, the system that enables the behaviour. You know, this is much bigger than Harvey Weinstein, and it's much bigger than gender. It's about power, and it's about how we respond as a culture to power. There has been
3: story after story, but Harvey Weinstein has consistently denied all allegations of non-consensual sexual contact. His brother Bob and other executives named in lawsuits also deny any wrongdoing. The Weinstein story and the fallout continue.
0: a launch set. Amazon. We're gonna find the grape ape bed sheets. Amazon. We're gonna find the Chicago Cubs signed baseball and bat set. Amazon. Go to D2RPN.com and click the Amazon banner. I'm gloving it. So there I am in my car.